all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hello, my friends. I hope that you are having a healthy and happy week. It is such a joy to have you join us each and every week to talk a little bit about health. I firmly believe that everyone, every single person on this planet deserves care and knowledge, and this is what this podcast is all about. My hope is that every time you listen to each one of these episodes, you pick up just one little thing that you can take and apply to your life to make it better. And the reason why is because you deserve it. But before we get into today's podcast, I want to offer you an invitation to something that we're really, really excited about. We're excited to announce the School of Doza Happy Hour. And this happy hour is a live webinar between me and you. And you get a chance to ask any personal question you want to ask me, the practitioner. This is a chance for you to ask me any health topic that might be on your mind. If you have a particular question, this is something that you can ask me. And uh, we do this twice a month. So I really join us. Tickets are only $30. So, you know, I think this is a really good deal. And you get to get into specific topics that will help you get to the root cause of what's going on with your own health issues. So this is really important for anyone who wants to take the next level up. And the link is in the description for those who want to attend. And I promise you that I'm going to give it my all. Every single happy hour, every single live webinar that we do, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to make sure that I bring it for y'all and I'm going to be present for each and every one of your questions. So I want you walking away uh, from these Nurse Doza happy hours feeling like you have some new plans, you have some answers and hopefully some things that you can do to start uh, making yourself healthier. And I hope that you join us. Today we're going to talk about PCOS. It's a condition that devastates over 5 million women in the United States. It is something that most likely you have been affected by, or maybe you know someone who's been affected by, and there's probably even a higher number than that, actually. And the way that I think about PCOS is inflammation of the ovaries. And there's many components to inflammation being directly caused on the ovaries, but we're going to get into all those little details. That way you can understand what PCOS really is and and can do something about it. If you're dealing with PCOS, hopefully this podcast will help you get some answers so you know what to do about it. And I want you to understand that PCOS is a manageable issue. And in some cases, there's ways to even help reset your cycle. So don't feel like because you've ever been diagnosed or been dealing with PCOS, feel like there's no hope for you. No, there is plenty of things that you can do. And I want you to be encouraged about this because if you improve PCOS, you will improve your life. If you improve this condition, you will improve your life. And it just takes a little bit of dedication. That's all it takes. So today I want to give you my top five tips for PCOS. 
So let's go ahead and dive right in. The School of Doza is in session. Tip number one for PCOS. I want you to regulate your insulin. I believe that PCOS, known as polycystic ovarian syndrome, is a problem with insulin. And let's just talk about this magnitude of this condition. Polycystic ovarian syndrome, known as PCOS, is currently the most common endocrine disorder of women in reproductive age. And this is worldwide. I'm not talking just the 5 million women or more in the U.S. This is a worldwide issue amongst fertile women. PCOS is a serious issue that affects your entire body. It affects your hormones. It, protects, it affects your fertility. And the main issue with PCOS is insulin. You could consider PCOS to be insulin resistance of the ovaries. You've heard of type 1 diabetes. There's type 2 diabetes. Imagine that type 3 or type 4 diabetes is PCOS. And PCOS is insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is a big problem when it comes to inflammation. And some of our other episodes, we talk about insulin resistance. And you hear us bring up things like diabetes. You hear us bring up things like heart disease and dementia. Well, insulin resistance can affect the entire body. That's why it's one of the worst issues to have when it comes to your health. But insulin resistance of the ovaries directly affects you as a woman and it will affect you in many, many different aspects of your life. It will affect your energy. It will affect your sleep. It will affect your weight. It will affect your heart. It will affect your reproductive cycle. And if the issue is insulin resistance, then how common is insulin resistance? Insulin resistance, you'll find to be maybe one in three U.S. adults have insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is years in the making when it comes to your overall health you won't just develop insulin resistance overnight. It's it, it kind of a slow process, but usually induced uh, by lifestyle. Genetics will play a role in this, especially when it comes to PCOS. But keep in mind, there's something called epigenetics. And epigenetics is where your environment affects your genetics. So imagine this could be your toxic environment at home or your toxic environment at work. And imagine if negative thoughts and negative people in your life is the same amount of stress like basically eating processed sugar, then all of this can affect your insulin directly. And for some people genetically, especially women, this will affect their ovaries. And polycystic ovarian syndrome being one of the most common, if not the most common issue when it comes to women of reproductive age, it's something that needs to be addressed from the earliest age possible. Young girls should understand that PCOS is preventable in some cases and manageable in a lot of cases and reversible in most cases if you balance the metabolism of the individual. And when you balance the metabolism of the individual, you have to start with insulin. And there are many ways to balance and regulate insulin. You want to be insulin sensitive. For people who are insulin resistant, that means your body doesn't release a lot of insulin. Think about a woman who was born with a lot of eggs. You have so many eggs you were born with and every cycle you lose one and over time eventually you will also lose the amount of eggs you have and then your cycle will also decrease if your insulin uh, if your estrogen also decreases at the same time now you go into menopause and then you have no more eggs to release well insulin is very similar to this you're born with so much insulin and then when you're born with insulin you will use it all up depending on your genetics your lifestyle and if you eat a bunch of processed food you will use up a lot of insulin at a very young age and that means you will have nothing left in your savings account when you're older. 
So you want to save your insulin from an earlier age. You don't want to use it all up. And the more processed junk food you do, the more insulin you use up. So you imagine even lifestyle can induce PCOS in some women at an earlier age. And you have to think about what we can do to help reverse this insulin resistance and become insulin sensitive. Your diet is the first way I would start. I love a low carb diet for people trying to regulate their insulin. And I say low carb, I say low carb, high complex carbs. High complex carbs are a form of carbohydrates, but they come from fruits and vegetables. So that's, that's not going to cause a lot of insulin spikes. Uh, the sugar that's usually going to cause the most insulin uh, resistance and dysfunction throughout the course of a lifetime is going to be your processed sugars. It's your simple sugars, your simple carbohydrates, your pasta, your bread, your sodas, your candy, your chocolate. All these things cause insulin dysfunction and insulin resistance. And if you eat like this and you drink sodas and you drink alcohol, all of this causes insulin resistance. And this could directly affect a woman who genetically is at risk for things like diabetes, but it might affect them in their ovaries. And women aren't thinking about this, especially in their teenage years, right? Imagine you're a 11, 14, 15, maybe 17 year old female and you're vibrant, you're energetic, and you are not thinking about how your insulin is, is being fluctuated throughout life. But already in high school, if you're eating junk food, you're causing insulin resistance. And for some women, they might not ever become a diabetic. They're going to develop PCOS in their 20s instead. And then you go to the doctor and you get put on things like birth control. And what does that do for your cycle? And if you wonder how many women are dealing with fertility issues, they also say it's directly contributed to things like PCOS, one of the most common issues uh, women in reproductive age. And I'll say, well, I think a lifestyle plays a direct role in that. So if lifestyle plays a role, we can change our lifestyle to help us manage PCOS and even prevent it in some cases. So if you're early on in your life, especially a female, I would say healthy diet to help regulate your insulin, keto diet, paleo diet, whole food diet, eat real food diet, all of those things can help regulate your insulin. Other things that can help regulate your insulin are eating when you're hungry. People eat too much all the time. Three, four, five meals a day is not what you need. You need one or two meals at the most and you don't need to eat the, everything on your plate. In fact, most people will not starve to death in this country, even though a lot of people uh, overeat. They tend to keep eating even though they think they're hungry. And when I say that a lot of people won't starve in this country, I know there's a hunger issue. And what's fa fascinating is that there's also an obesity issue. And insulin resistance, obesity is very common amongst younger people nowadays. And insulin resistance, PCOS, infertility, all these things are happening at the same time. And insulin regulation plays a direct role in how a fertile woman will be. I have a study here that says insulin can directly stimulate LH secretion. High levels of LH hormone can reduce fertility. You have high levels of LH in your labs if you ever measure it for menopause. They're high when you start going into menopause. What's incredible is that your diet can increase your LH and your insulin and that can cause you to be infertile. PCOS, right? And, and we say, okay, you want a medication for it. The medication is stop eating processed carbs, stop eating processed sugar, stop drinking processed sodas and alcohol. And you say, well, this makes me feel good. And I say, you can't feel that good if you have PCOS. PCOS, people complain about, uh, women complain about cramps and painful periods. And that's not, you don't, that's why women want to go into menopause early on because they're having PCOS for 20 years these painful cramps every time their monthly cycle comes around 
and they're tired of it. A healthy cycle shouldn't be that painful. I've talked to plenty of women who have pretty healthy cycles. They even feel better on their cycle sometimes. And uh, they say, well, it's because of my lifestyle. I've heard women say your monthly period is your re monthly report card for how you're doing in your lifestyle. So keep that in mind when it comes to PCOS. Tip number two for PCOS, you need to support your liver because the liver regulates insulin. We just got done talking about insulin resistance, how it's the main issue when it comes to PCOS. Well, I have to imagine if you have insulin resistance of your ovaries, known as PCOS, and if the liver regulates insulin, the insulin is not being regulated by the liver that well in a PCOS patient. And the liver, in most cases with a person who has insulin resistance, the liver is, is inflamed. It's a fatty liver. And you've heard me talk about this in other episodes. The liver, when it comes to the health of today's country, most people have a fatty liver. In fact, I believe, I think it's one in four U.S. adults have a fatty liver. So if one in, US, one in four U.S. adults have a fatty liver and one in three are pre-diabetic and PCOS is the most common endocrine issue when it comes to fertile women, young women, then let's go look at the liver and let's see how healthy the liver is doing. The liver is most likely going to be a storage unit for most people. All right, you're going to store every medication, every alcoholic drink, every piece of food that you've ever consumed, and it's stored in the liver for later use. Because when you consume these things, you're consuming food because you need energy from it. You're consuming food because you need nutrients from it. So when you consume food, you're going to break that food down and store it in your liver. And then the liver says, well, we're going to take this food, this energy, and use it to make things like hormones, use things to make energy. And when you have these processes... The liver also has to do another job like regulate insulin and regulate all your hormones. So you don't want to make your liver work too hard if you're eating a bunch of junk food. If you're having a processed alcoholic diet, it's not, I mean, even alcohol is processed nowadays. There's high fructose corn syrup in most beer. And that's all going into the liver. The liver has to detox the alcohol, has to detox the high fructose corn syrup, has to detox all the, all the sugar, the bread, your avocado toast, Right, And then what happens is all this spikes your insulin. And if you spike your insulin, the liver is like, why are we spiking the insulin so much? You know, Why are we over-consuming? Why am I having to store so much food? And what's fascinating about insulin and the liver, they have a direct connection. They're communicating every day. Every single time that you take a bite of food or you drink a drink, you take a medication, you take a supplement. Your liver is in direct communication with the insulin on how to regulate and process all this food, medications, and supplements and drinks you just ingested. And if you have to, if you basically overconsume things, you overwork your insulin and liver. And that is not good for your insulin and liver long term when it comes to your health. If you overwork your insulin, you develop insulin resistance. You overwork your liver, you develop fatty liver. And you develop a lot of stored sugar in this fatty liver. Right? They call it fatty liver. It's, it's kind of a, uh, an outlier to say that because you say it's a fatty liver. Yes, there's unhealthy fat stored in the liver from processed fat, but then there's also processed carbs that's making the liver fatty too. Like sugar can make a liver fatty. So if you have a bunch of processed carbs and sugar, yes, you're spiking insulin, causing insulin resistance, but all that insulin is storing that fatty sugar into your liver to make it more fatty. That's what insulin does. Insulin is a hormone that takes every food, every drink, every medication, every supplement, and it stores it in the body 
it stores it in the liver is the main place it stores it but then the insulin will take some of that sugar some of that bread some of the avocado toast and it'll store it in the ovaries because there's insulin receptors on the ovaries and then if you're athletic and you move around a lot then you will store some of that sugar and some of the avocado toast in your muscles right because you have insulin receptors on your muscles and then you also have insulin receptors on your brain right you have insulin receptors on your organ and all these places are storage units besides the liver and what has to happen is anytime you eat you have to store all this food these drinks these supplements your brunches right your barbecues like you store all this somewhere in your body and then you're going to use it for energy later if you're not active enough to burn all this up for energy you're going to store a lot of your barbecues and food and your potato chips and your avocado toast and your liver over the years and your liver is going to be fatty and will not be able to regulate insulin and other hormones and your metabolism or do any of its functions like it should. And you imagine if I were to look at most liver enzyme tests on a person that has PCOS, a lady that has PCOS, I would look directly at their liver and say, I bet you your liver is inflamed and fatty. And let's take a look. There's probably five, six, seven different tests that can tell you whether or not you have a fatty liver hemoglobin a1c is one way for people measuring pcos at home Peace, uh, hemoglobin a1c is normally ordered for diabetics and anyone that has an a1c above you know 5.7 i think is pre-diabetic i would imagine you're also pre-pcos at the same time so that's another thing to check and if you're also having a high hemoglobin a1c and you're pre-diabetic you're probably a little overweight you probably gained some weight you're probably inflamed the doctor's probably worried about your heart a little bit. Maybe blood pressure's a little high, sleep's a little off. Does this sound familiar? Right? But then they're saying, okay, but it's my hormones, right? The lady will say, it's my hormones, my PCOS. I'm like, it's your insulin and your liver. That's what's going on. You need to take care of your insulin and liver because that's what's going to take care of your PCOS. You start with your diet as far as regulating insulin. You start changing what you're putting into your liver every day you know with your drinks and your foods and your medications take supplements instead right like supplements will help restore liver health because supplements contain nutrients that your liver needs in order to function better from a biochemical standpoint like vitamin b9 and b12 and b6 uh, selenium magnesium carnitine all these things can come from supplements and food but your liver needs them in order to function so you can't be deficient in these things at all and if you eat a processed junk food diet, none of these things have them in there and enough for you to at least function well. And then it could directly cause insulin resistance and that could affect fatty liver and that could also affect PCOS, right? So tip two, take care of your liver. There's plenty of ways to do it. Liver Love, Bliss, these are some of the supplements that you'll find at idovitamins.com. Those are two of the top favorite ones for liver detox, liver support. If you still have uh, other things to, you know, as far as liver questions, study our other episodes about the liver we have two or three of them now there's foods all about the liver there's supplements to take all about the liver if you want to change your lifestyle about the liver go study about the liver because it all comes back down to the liver tip number three when it comes to pcos when it comes to pcos i want you to support your ovaries and your adrenal glands in order to regulate insulin all right so stay with me on this is where it goes a little deep now pcos like i said is a problem with insulin you have a basically insulin resistance of your ovaries. But at the same time, you have to keep in mind this didn't happen overnight. It's occurred over years. So when you have insulin problems with the ovaries, I almost guarantee you have insulin problems throughout the body. And if you have insulin receptors throughout the body, insulin resistance throughout the body, keep in mind you're inflamed. 
right? You've probably had some kind of inflammation occurred because of insulin resistance. It's just had to, to affect your ovaries and your fertility. But when you're having insulin resistance, keep in mind you're inflamed and your body means you're in a flight or fight sympathetic mode, which means it's targeting your adrenals. So a woman who has PCOS also has adrenal issues in addition to having insulin problems and liver problems. This is why PCOS is manageable, but at the same time, very complicated. If you think about PCOS, PCOS is something that can be helped manage, but you have to balance the hormones, you have to reduce the inflammation, you have to get your metabolism back on track. Your body, when it comes to PCOS, has insulin resistance, a fatty liver, and burnt out adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands need support when it comes to PCOS. I cannot stress this enough. In fact, if you take anything away from this right now, keep this in mind. PCOS is an insulin problem, a liver problem, and an adrenal problem. You have to take something or do something on a daily basis to help support your liver, your adrenals, and your insulin. And if that comes from your lifestyle or diet, so be it. But if it comes from you meditating in the forest all the time and you taking the best herbs and spices possible, then do it. Because if you take care of your adrenals, which I think everyone should do, it can be as simple as taking a supplement every day. It could be something as simple as taking a time for an infrared sauna session every day, first thing in the morning. It could be you get up first thing in the morning, you meditate or you pray for 20, 30 minutes. Anything that helps support the down regulation of your nervous system is supporting your adrenal glands and your ovaries, and it helps directly regulate your insulin. Negative thoughts can spike your insulin the same way that sugar can. So if you're stressed to the max all the time and you're eating a bunch of junk food, you're spiking your insulin, you're spiking your adrenal production, which your adrenals make things like cortisol. Your adrenals make sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone. And a lot of times PCOS, if you look at your labs, well, women will have insulin problems, a fatty liver, and high testosterone production. And it's because your ovaries and your adrenal glands, because they're so stressed out from just life and a poor diet and poor genetics, that your adrenals go into hyper mode and make inflammatory hormones like an overproduction of testosterone. These are called androgens. And most women will say, well, I thought PCOS was a problem with my testosterone. I thought my testosterone was too high. Yes, that is the problem. But if you've heard now, it's only the third thing going on right now. I mean, there's two or three other things going on in the meantime while your adrenals are overproducing testosterone, right? Like imagine, we haven't even gotten to estrogen, right? Like all this stuff with PCOS has directly affected and been affected because PCOS is a met metabolic issue. PCOS started with a fatty liver, insulin resistance, and overused adrenal glands. And that's 10 or 20 years in the making for most females and what happens is if you throw birth control on top of it, if you throw a, a processed lifestyle, poor night sleep, then you are basically causing PCOS. But then at the same time, you can reverse this. There's a lot of things that you can do in your lifestyle that will change it and support your adrenals. We mentioned some of them. And we'll get into some of the supplements you can take for your adrenals, some of the supplements you can take for your insulin here in a second. Tip number four for PCOS, make brown fat. Tip number four is very simple. In fact, we've talked about this in other episodes. When it comes to insulin regulation, insulin sensitivity, metabolism, weight gain, helping with liver, helping with hormones, you want to have healthy brown fat around your belly, around your chest, around your chin, your arms, and even in your thighs. If you do not have healthy brown fat, 
you probably have unhealthy white fat. And people who gain weight have unhealthy white fat. People who have lean muscles and lean physiques have healthy brown fat. And people who live healthy lives and have healthy hearts and have healthy brains, have healthy insulin, have brown fat. And what people don't understand is that fat is an organ. It's not just something you remove in liposuction. Your fat cells are organs that make hormones. The same hormones that you find that work alongside insulin. The same hormones that work alongside cortisol and dopamine. Your fat cells make hormones based off of what you're doing when in response to stress. And if someone is insulin resistant, if someone is insulin resistant, they are having unhealthy white fat. Someone who is insulin sensitive has healthy brown fat. Someone who is has PCOS, a female that has PCOS, has white fat, unhealthy white fat around their belly, or they're developing it. Brown fat prevents PCOS. So if you were to say, how can I help prevent or delay or reverse PCOS or not even have it at all, then your goal is to make healthy brown fat, brown fat around your belly. And the brown fat around your belly, if it's brown, is insulin sensitive. Your healthy brown fat will make something called adiponectin, which adiponectin is a hormone that comes from your brown fat cells that directly helps protect your heart. It helps regulate insulin and it helps protect you against dementia. But people who are overweight, have PCOS and insulin resistant, don't make adiponectin. They make something called leptin. Leptin also comes from fat cells, but it comes from unhealthy white inflamed fat cells. That's why I'm telling you, you want to make brown fat. Brown fat makes adiponectin, which prevents PCOS in most cases, but unhealthy white fat makes leptin that contributes to PCOS in most cases. Leptin is a hormone that comes from inflamed white fat cells, and its main job is to go to your brain and suppress your appetite. Women who have PCOS most likely have leptin resistance because they have insulin resistance. Leptin resistance and insulin resistance go hand in hand. And they have unhealthy white fat cells around their belly. And in order to help manage the PCOS and even reverse it, I would say regulate your fat cells because fat cells that are brown make hormones like adiponectin that regulate insulin. That then if you regulate insulin, then guess what? That's the first part of PCOS. You start being become insulin sensitive. Now your PCOS is getting better. While this is going on, you're detoxing and supporting your liver because your liver helps reduce inflammation of white inflamed fat cells. If you have leptin and you have leptin resistance, insulin resistance, PCOS, inflamed white fat cells is what you have, you need to start detoxing your liver. You need to start doing cold plunges because cold plunges can make brown fat. Resveratrol can make brown fat. Alpha-lipoic acid can help contribute to brown fat. Keto diet can help with brown fat. All these things help promote something called thermogenesis, which is the activation of heat within your fat cells. It's when you shiver. So that's what I'm saying. Cold showers, cold plunges, walk in a cold freezer. We've talked about this before. If you want to lose weight, you want brown fat. If you want to reverse PCOS, you want to make brown fat. The last tip for PCOS, take supplements. You need to take supplements if you're a female. You need to take supplements if you're a female who wants to help regulate their hormones and make them better. And you need to take supplements because your body needs them in order to function. Supplements contain nutrients. They contain vitamins, amino acids, adaptogens like spices and herbs that directly help contribute to our body functioning better at its optimal level and performance. There's four supplements here that I'm gonna mention that I think everyone should consider when it comes to PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. The very first supplement I think you should take when it comes to PCOS is resveratrol. 
Resveratrol is one of my favorite supplements. In fact, I just took it before we started this podcast. We have it in our mitochondriac by MSW Nutrition. Resveratrol is a adaptogen. It comes from cacao, peanuts, and even grapes. And it's the reason why you've heard one glass of red wine is good for you because the antioxidants in that grape or wine contain something called resveratrol, which has been shown in research to help promote insulin sensitivity. I have studies here that say resveratrol improves insulin sensitivity in patients with type 2 diabetes mellitus. Another study with resveratrol says it reduces ovarian and adrenal androgens found in PCOS. I have another study that says resveratrol significantly reduces serum testosterone and DHEAS, which is an adrenal hormone, levels by more than 20% within three months of treatment in women with polycystic ovarian syndrome. Resveratrol improves insulin sensitivity. It reduces ovarian and androgens and adrenal androgens. It reduces testosterone levels in women with PCOS. This is incredible. It is so healthy for you. That's why I'm saying every woman who's concerned about insulin, their liver, their overall adrenal health, resveratrol is the first thing I would start doing. And for people who want to lose weight, resveratrol helps with your insulin. So if you help with insulin regulation and sensitivity, you promote weight loss. The second supplement for PCOS I recommend is taurine. Taurine is an amino acid. It comes from the liver and it makes bile. So women and people who have issues digesting fat need a lot more taurine. And if you're not making it, then you can supplement with it. Taurine directly helps with peripheral tissue insulin sensitivity which means that when you have insulin issues outside of the liver, let's say you have insulin uh, resistance of your ovaries, then taurine is going to go help make those insulin receptors on the ovaries more sensitive. That's what taurine does. So it directly helps with ovaries that are dysfunctional from insulin resistance and contributing to PCOS. And another side note, which is fascinating about taurine. I love taurine. It's great for people for adrenal support. It wants to help downregulate their nervous system. We, we have it in a supplement called Chill. We have a supplement by I do vitamins, mswnutrition.com that has, it's called Chill and it's a powder. And if you mix it, I usually take two scoops at night. It has a bunch of taurine in it. And you think about taurine, you think about like Red Bull and you think about like all the, the energy drinks. That's not what taurine's for usually. Taurine is actually a calming energy. I love taurine because it's a very calming, relaxing, GABA kind of activated adrenal, like parasympathetic nervous response. It makes me all bubbly. It doesn't give me a bunch of energy. It makes me bubbly and I feel really good and calm. But with taurine, it helps with insulin. And another side note, I looked this up. According to the NIH, scientists have identified a nutrient that helps prevent bacterial infection. This was the headline I found. Uh, and you imagine what the ingredient was? Taurine. Yeah, taurine apparently helps prevent bacterial infections. According to this study, I think it was Duke University that said this. This is incredible. My third supplement, myoanastrostol. Myoanastrostol increases insulin sensitivity. And myoanastrostol is something that you will hear commonly other practitioners talk about when it comes to PCOS because myoanastrostol directly helps with insulin sensitivity. The same way taurine does, the same way resveratrol does. If you take all of these in combination, guess what you're doing? You're giving yourself three supplements that all help with insulin sensitivity, that help you with PCOS. And if you start doing your cold plungers, your cold exposure, eat when you're hungry, 
right? You start eating real food, keto diet, less carbs. All of this helps regulate your insulin. If you happen to pick up liver love or bliss from mswnutrition.com, then all of a sudden now you're doing a liver detox. And keep in mind, taurine, resveratrol, and myonastol are all kind of help supporting the liver anyway. So it is a good liver uh, combo. But things like alpha lipoic acid, which is my fourth supplement, my myonastol is great. Alpha lipoic acid might be even better. Alpha lipoic acid is one of my favorite antioxidants. You should definitely be taking it because it helps with insulin sensitivity. And another thing that alpha lipoic acid can do is it can help with PCOS. Another supplement that I absolutely love is alpha lipoic acid. It is my fourth supplement for PCOS. Alpha lipoic acid has been shown to help with fatty liver disease. It's been shown to help with PCOS. And you can take a low dose, even 400 milligrams daily has been shown to improve PCOS symptoms. So alpha lipoic acid, myonastrostol, taurine, resveratrol, all these things you can take in combination in addition to your lifestyle changes, in addition to your cold exposure for you know brown fat activation, in addition to all the stuff you're doing for your liver, all these things you can do for your PCOS. So I, I keep in mind, you have the tools now. If you simply did all the things in this episode, you would notice changes within a month or two. And because everyone loves solutions, here you go. You should take chill and mitochondriac, that resveratrol I was talking about. You should, if you have PCOS, you should do the lifestyle changes we talked about, and you should also supplement with the ingredients that are in our chill and our mitochondriac. Chill is a powder. You take it at night, and it's going to be calming. I take two scoops. It has the taurine and the myonastrostol in it. The mitochondriac is the resveratrol. I take that daily, but I like it because it regulates my blood sugar. Use Nurse Doza for a discount and stack them together. Seriously, take it for two or three months and see what happens. You want more adrenal support? Take the Zen. You want more liver support? Take the liver love or the bliss. If you did those combinations with your lifestyle change within two or three months, your hormones, your insulin, and even your PCOS might be better. If you have any further questions, you have a few days to get a hold of me before we do the Nurse Doza Happy Hour and the Nurse Doza Newsletter. The Nurse Doza Newsletter, if you want to sign up, go to mswlounge.com and reply to the newsletters with your questions. We answer every single one of them and we showcase some of the best ones. If you want to be part of the School of Doza Happy Hour, the very first one on May 18th at 2 p.m. Central, Go to the link in the description and the show notes and sign up and ask me anything you want to. This is your chance for you to get your questions answered. Thank you so much for joining. Have a wonderful week. Class is concluded. Keep working on your health.